0: And worship This is no performance, Lord. I pray it's worship. Empty words I can't afford. I'm not chasing feelings, that's not why I'm singing for my song And I only want to sing If I sing with everything If I sing for you my King whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't imagine why I would do this all for hive Cause it's all live too high. Song that lasts some moment. I live a life of honest worship. If I'm here to sing, then I'll sing with purpose. All the praise, Lord, you deserve it. I only want to sing. If I sing.
1: so good to gather together, uh, to lift your name up, praise the name of Jesus, to give you thanks, to honour you, and so we come together uh, with, with a real sense of gratitude, a sense of thanksgiving that we get to connect with you together today. And so Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. Thank you that you promised wherever two or three are gathered. You're amongst us, so we welcome you in this place. And Lord, I pray this morning that as we lift you up, as we uh, talk about the things of God, as we talk about the kingdom, as we take time to be together in your presence, that you would be honoured, that this morning would make you happy, that it would put a smile on your face. So thank you for this great opportunity in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you say hello to a couple of people around you before you or as you take a seat and tell them they're looking fine this morning? It's great to see you again this morning, and we are going to have a great time. It's wonderful to have Ian and Judith Green with us this weekend, and uh, welcome Judith. Ian's not quite here yet, just having a little bit of space before he arrives. He's in the building, he's just not quite here yet, and uh, we're going to have a good time. We've had a great time this week actually, Ian and I, and uh, at times Jan and Judith have been um, travelling around the Activate Churches together and uh, encouraging them, and it's been a great week. It's been a big week but it's been a great week. And so it's a real privilege to be able to do that, uh, which is nice. I also heard that the, the Business Plus event that uh, kicked off Business Plus during the week was outstanding. So congratulations to the team who put that pulled that together. That's that's really great. And uh, I wished I could have been here, but physical limitations say you can only be in one place at one time. Good. And we also just... Filling in on news, we had an elders retreat yesterday too with Ian and Judith, which was outstanding. And um, I've got to say, I went to head bed last night with a rather full head. And um, still struggling a bit with jet lag. That's the last thing I really needed on top of it all, I've got to say, but it was a good day. Fantastic day, very, very provoking. Young adults are away on camp this weekend. There is a whole lot of things happening. Who's had a birthday or anniversary in the last week? No one. That was easy. Any birthdays or anniversaries in the last week? Yeah, or or birthdays, anniversaries, or you're a new grandparent. You're a new grandparent too. Three weeks ago. That's close enough. You should come and have chocolate. That's And so should you. Landingham's first-time grandparents this week. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. There's no birthdays, no anniversaries. Who, who are you pointing in now? Who, who else has had a grandchild? You got? Yeah, you have too. You should come as well. That's what the last fortnight or whatever. Look at all these grandparents. It's awesome, eh? Are there any other grandparents here this morning? Put your hand up if you're a grandparent. Do you want to come and have chocolate? Why not? Just do it. Make make the most of the moment. Oh, that looks nasty. Well, don't sit down. If you've got chocolate, you've got to stay standing up because we're going to bless you. Church, can we stand? Let's bless these guys this morning. Oh, and it's Ollie's birthday, is it today? It's today, it's Ollie's second birthday. Happy birthday, Ollie. Fantastic. Just in time, Caleb, just in time. Let's bless these guys, eh? Here we go. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Fantastic. That's great. Well, you may not be aware of the fact, but Pastor Ray and Wendy are ditching us. They've decided that they've had enough. So um, they, they are going on sabbatical. So they are leaving tomorrow for 10 days. Uh, 10 days.
0: <laughs> you wish.
1: Maybe I was prophesying then. Maybe that was a good thing. They're leaving for 10 weeks. And uh, so they're going to have a good break, and they, they absolutely deserve a good break. They work very, very hard, and uh, we are incredibly blessed. Why don't you guys come down? We're going to pray for you. Um, we are incredibly blessed to have them as a church, and I know that all of us get the benefits of that. So why don't we come? Graham wants to say a couple of words before we pray for you. So that's, we're going to do that, and then I'll invite you to stand. and Let's pray God's blessing on these guys.
2: Great. Well, there is a pastor in our church who um, focuses on the importance of uh, honouring people. (laughs) Today, on behalf of the Activate Foundation Trust uh, and the trustees, uh, and Cameron's here and and Caleb's here, and myself, we want to honour Pastor Ray as the chairman of the foundation. Um, The Activate uh, Foundation Trust, not too many people know about it, so very, very briefly, we are tasked with protecting the assets of uh, basically the church, our wider church community, uh, also looking after a number of investments and, and uh, from the income generated from that, helping support the work that God does in this place and our, our church community. In fact, our motto is, and Ray knows about this because he um, was the one who gave it to us, <laughs> is growing to give and giving to grow, and uh, we have seen God bless that mightily, but... Um, We've had some fine chairmen, chair people of the Foundation over many, many years, and, uh, but particularly I'd like to honour Pastor Ray today um, for, and I wasn't going to read this, I'll try and, try and do it without reading it, but it is all genuine, uh, for his godly vision, his foresight, his humble leadership of us as uh, trustees of, of the Foundation, his... Um, Well, Also, in terms of his leadership, the incredible oneness and unity that we have as trustees. It's it's just fantastic. It's a great model of what uh, boards should be, and uh, I can say that without any any issues. Um, He's also willing to allow the, the visions and dreams of others to be listened to and acted upon, and that's just a fantastic example of fantastic leadership. But um, last but not least, and it's such an important thing, is his willingness to allow God's will to be done in all our dealings. And Friday we had an example of that, Ray, which we won't go into, but but that's an incredible thing in leadership. It's all very well to want to do our thing, or what seems right in our minds, but it's what God wants is what we've got to do. And, And Ray has demonstrated that as leader of the foundation. So we have seen, because of all the things I've mentioned, we have seen God move mightily and miraculously in the foundation over many years. It's just under, under Ray's leadership. So we want to honour him today. But also, I also want to honour Wendy for her music ministry and all the other ways that she serves in the church, not least, not least in releasing Pastor Ray to... <coughs> Involved with us in, in, in the foundation because he spends an incredible amount of time, as you know, in church matters, in the foundation matters, community link matters. Although, you just, yeah, so we just uh praise God for your releasing him to, to be part of us. So, thank you,
1: fantastic, thank you, Graham. Why don't you guys jump in the middle there somewhere and we'll pray for you? What can we stand? Let's bless these guys. So if there's anything you need Ray to do, you've got like a couple of hours. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, I think he signed off. He's only present today. He's not present today. Yeah. Father, I thank you for this wonderful couple that you've given to us. And Father, we we do we love them and we thank you for them. And Lord, as I go away, I ask that you would refresh them both. Lord, that there would be a physical refreshing, that there would be a spiritual refreshing. Lord, that you would put the zest of life in them again. Not to say it's gone, but that you'd fill them afresh with the zest of life. Father, that there would be new ideas. There'd also, there'd almost be a a rebirthing of who they are and uh, a fresh vision, fresh impetus to go forward for the next season. Lord, I declare health over them in the name of Jesus. I declare your prosperity over them. Father, I declare um, your blessing over their marriage. In the name of Jesus and we ask that they will have a fantastic time away. So bless them as they come and go, protect them in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Fantastic. Great. Exciting, eh? Very good. Brendan, why don't you come and lead us around communion this morning? How about giving Brendan a big hand as he comes?
3: Thank you. Excuse the phone. I don't really like having them up here, but anyway, that's where the Bible is. So um, this is the first time for me, so forgive me if I walk off. (laughs) Um, So my history is I I grew up in the Catholic Church um, from birth so communion, for me, was uh, quite a different affair, if you've ever been to a Catholic Mass. Um, in the Catholic Mass, the communion is the centerpiece of the Mass, so the whole thing builds up to communion toward the end. And um, I was thinking about why uh, I came up with one obvious answer. Maybe the, it's a tangible way for Jesus to demonstrate his gift of life for us, so the gift of his salvation. Um, My mum used to talk about communion, uh, and the one thing I remember was she'd say that her week ahead would be different if she didn't have communion, if she didn't get to celebrate that gift with Jesus. Um, I heard later on in my life uh, a nun talk about, uh, well, they call it the Eucharist, um, is that meal you know that it's the uh, sharing of life with others so if you can think of times you've had friends over it's usually a pleasant time you know, you're sharing good food and, and good uh, community and Jesus shared his life his body his blood the bread and the wine with us and we remember that through communion um, so we shouldn't take it for granted, it shouldn't be a, a quick sort of whip through, it's something we do every few weeks, uh, we should do it in the memory of Jesus. So by taking communion, we re-proclaim Jesus' death, and that is our salvation until he comes again. So what I wanted to do is just read Luke 22, 14 through to 20, which is the institution of the Lord's Supper, and then we'll we'll take the... The bread and the wine or the the emblems at the appropriate time. And I'll give you a bit of time to reflect after each. So when the hour came, he reclined at table and the apostles with him. He said to them, I've earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. He took the cup and when he had given thanks, he said, take this and divide it amongst yourselves. For I tell you from now that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup, after they had eaten, saying, This cup is poured out for you. This cup that is poured out for you is the blood of a new covenant." So just take a few minutes to reflect upon all that.
0: Do you want to stand when you're ready? Jesus came to show us the Father. Jesus was the invisible God made visible to us. The heart of the Father shown to us. me
1: Stir our desire to live lives that reflect the cost of your grace. That don't take advantage of your grace in any way. I thank you that your love abounds. Father, Father, stir our hearts that our lives would bring glory to you. (satisfied) Not just out of our mouths on Sunday morning, but Monday to Saturday. With everything we do, wherever we're at. Let our lives bring you glories. Maybe it'd be good to take a moment to, just in this great peaceful environment, to readjust Jesus' throne in our lives. Let's ask ourselves the question: Where He's sitting. more than a Sunday God he's a Monday Tuesday, Wednesday Thursday Friday, Saturday you are King you are Lord you are God we put you in the highest place our lives revolve around you don't expect the opposite our lives revolve around you around your kingdom you may take a seat so activate church Hamilton activating community transformation how are we going to do that you need to speak it out yeah come on speak it out sounds like a good idea but it doesn't have a lot of conviction How are we going to do it? Come on, on three. Can I help you this morning? On three. One, two, three. Fantastic. I am incredibly challenged by the job that's in front of us and by the route that God has placed us on as a church. And I, I... I can see clearly the direction that God has us heading in, as can our eldership team, you know, the leadership team. But how that looks in 20 years' time, we're not quite sure. We just keep walking toward it, let God do his thing. But it is incredibly challenging as we start to free our minds from what perhaps many people think church is. Church is Monday to Saturday. This isn't church. This is gathering of the congregation. Well, it's part of church, isn't it? But, but the church is what we do during the week. The church is taking the hope of Jesus. The church is about community transformation. The church is wherever we are, whenever we're there, we're like Jesus in any circumstance. And uh, my mind boggles. I lie awake at night thinking what that could look like and what it does look like. I'm thrilled to be on the journey. But I will confess to you that it's just a little bit challenging, just a little bit. And um, I've said before, I'll probably say it again, because you know you only have so many illustrations. But, but my boys are horrendous. If I step out of line, the first thing they say to me, Dad, wherever, whenever, be like Jesus. I can't get away with the thing. I tell you, I try sometimes. I can't get away with the thing. And um, so, it's awesome to have Ian and Judith, Judith with us today. And the, the reason that we have Ian with us is because his whole life is kind of wrapped up in this transformational thinking. Rather than the church being a place that we come, the the church is happening to the world rather than the world happening to the church. His whole world is wrapped up in this thinking, and he, he connects with a lot of people around the world who are thinking similar to us. But not everyone's thinking like us. But he's tied up. So, One of the the great things I've enjoyed this week as I traveled with Ian and I I enjoy as uh, we're kind of doing life and journeying together is Ian has different words than I do to help unpack what God's placed in my heart. And so he's about to come and no doubt he'll stir us up a little and that's good. And uh, I'm really inviting us to listen with open ears and open hearts and ask the Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me individually as he speaks? So can you give him a massive big hand as he comes, please? Great to have you, Ian. Good morning. It
4: is good to be back in Hamilton. It's, uh, we, we look forward. We have um, grown to love you guys, grown to love uh, Sheridan, and the team and Jan and we absolutely love what you guys are doing and attempting to do and uh, punching well above your weight and that's pretty that's pretty awesome and I have to tell you I boast about you all over the world so you better live up to it (laughs) no pressure no pressure and um, We've had a great time this week with, the, with some of the Activate Churches uh, in the region, and uh, God's helped us to inspire and encourage them, and so it's, uh, it's just a real, real pleasure to be with you today. You remember when we were together last time, I shared about a particular need that we had in one of our transformational projects, and that was providing uh, nappies for children, and um, you know, God was so good, we, originally we basically thought, you know, one diaper, one nappy a night, that was kind of our goal. But I guess anybody with children knows that that's absolutely insufficient. And so we took our goals from 25,000 to 100,000 diapers each year for the next three years. The good, the good news about all of that is, The good news about that is, since Britain has decided to come out of the bread your dollar goes much further. (laughs) So rather than than taking a whole um, $150 to care for one diaper per day, per child, we can can do that for about $100 now. And so, look, I just wanted to say thank you, because you're not going to meet some of these people until you get to heaven, right? I just wanted you to see this little video because you guys have partnered with that. I think we are somewhere in the region of 42,000, 43,000 diapers that we've delivered since I was here last time, but we're going for the big, the big six-figure number. But just want you to see that because you're a part of that. You are activating transformation in Romania, and I just wanted to say thank you on their behalf.
5: In Bihor County, in Northwest Romania, there is a beautiful community which is home to around 3,000 people. Le has a large gypsy community of about 400 men, women and children. The children make up nearly half. The 85 families in this gypsy community have to live spread across 65 houses in the community. Most of the adults in this gypsy community are unemployed and so the future is bleak and the outlook dim for this community unless its children and young people are able to obtain resources to change their future. The Proton Foundation is partnering with the Caleb Foundation to bring social change and positive futures to communities in Europe. Proton Foundation has been moved by the needs in this community. With living conditions in the village harsh, there are practical needs that can be solved relatively simply. One such problem is the lack of running water means that it is impossible for the families to keep their babies clean and so the children are at risk of disease and infection. The Diaper a Day project aims to provide every child under 2 years old in the Lazarin Gypsy community with a clean diaper every day and night. This project aims to protect these vulnerable children from disease, infection, as well as helping them to have a healthy start to their life by being able to rest and be at peace in their homes throughout the day and night. We are seeking to provide 100,000 diapers for the most vulnerable in this community. If you would like more information on how you can be involved, visit us at www.protonfoundation.com.
4: Well thank you. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for standing with us and uh, blessing us. And I know the church is going to do something to um, continue to help us to minister in that community. That's just one of the things that we do in there. We have an after-schools project. We have a dignity project for the ladies. There's numbers of things that we do in just downloading the goodness of God, making Jesus absolutely irresistible to the people in that community and seeing His kingdom come and His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. I want to share with you this morning, I want to share with you this morning on favor, favor's foundation, favor's foundation. We are um, a remarkable group of people in terms of we have the favor of God upon us. That term favor is used 56 times in the King James Version, that we are a favored people. We are favored individuals. Favor means goodwill, acceptance, desire pleasure, um, and there's often, there's often a couple of extremes that we go with favor. Um, we, either, we, either, we either interpret favor, meaning we get all that we want, or the other extreme is we don't expect anything and we get all of that. And there's these two extremes that we often play with. But if you have your Bibles, just turn with me to Exodus chapter 33. Exodus 33 and verse 12, it says this, Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and I have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways, so I might know how to continue to find favor with you. Remember that this is your nation. And the Lord replied, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Drop down to verse 16. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and, and your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord says, I will do everything you have asked. So the favor of God is having the sense, wherever we are, whatever we're doing, God is with us. That's the favor of God. And favor, as it was in this particular passage, favor creates opportunity. So Moses had an opportunity. He had an opportunity to bring Israel out of Egypt And into the promised land. And favor always creates opportunity. And opportunity is spelt W O R K. Did you get that? Opportunity is spelt W O R K. And so it was for Moses, and so it is for us. I want to say to you that favor is not a formula. You see, Job's friends, when things were not looking good for Job, Job's friends interpreted all the external data as a sign from God that he had probably done something really bad and really wrong. And they actually misinterpreted the the data. And sometimes we can do that when we watch other people, and sometimes when we interpret we interpret what's going in our lives. Have you, ever, have you ever had anything difficult, bad, unsuspecting calamity? And our response can be, what have I done wrong? What did I do to deserve that? And that's a natural response, but it's actually an incorrect response because we are actually interpreting data, not in not in the light of God's character and commitment to us as a holy, loving, generous, loving Heavenly Father. We're interpreting data as if that's an outcome of us doing something that we should not have done. And so it was in Job's lives. Let me me give you some definitions of favor. They may come up behind me, I think. Favor is doing for you what you cannot do for yourself. Favor is God's goodness displayed in the believer that that the credit alone can be given to God. Favor is acceptance, approval, assistance from God, awarded to us by God, graciously working to optimize my circumstances for my benefit, but for His glory. Abraham. Abraham, the father of our faith, Genesis chapter 12, yeah, he gets his promise. I'm going to bless you, you're going to be blessed, and you're going to bless the nations. That was interesting. That was helpful. That was an, un, an unremitting promise from the Lord. But it was not until chapter 18, decades later, decades later, did the promise reemerge again and says, look, that blessing I gave you is going to come through a son. And sometimes the favor of God is not instant, it's not immediate, it's not right there when we want it. Remember with Joseph, Joseph in Genesis chapter 39, verse 3, it says this, Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased part of us, so he made Joseph his personal attendant, and he put him in charge of his entire household. Joseph was not in a good place. Joseph had spent some time in jail. He was a foreigner working for a, a royalty that was not disposed to his race. And yet in the middle of that, he found favor. See, favor doesn't come when the wind is blowing in our direction. Favor doesn't come when all the ducks are lined up nicely. Thank you very much. Sometimes everything in this upside world, upside down kingdom that we're a part of, it looks all absolutely opposite to what we think. But the favor of God is there. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, it says this, I praise God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms because we are united in Christ. Do you know that we are blessed? You are blessed when someone gives you two sugars and you only take one. You're still blessed. You're blessed when your car gives up on you and you're driving to work, you are still blessed. You are blessed when maybe the deal of all deals didn't work out, you're still blessed. You're blessed, because we have a covenant with our eternal God that says we are blessed. We are blessed in Jesus Christ. Now, there 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 are many examples I could give you. I could talk about Nehemiah. I could talk about Samuel. What about Gideon? Gideon, Gideon, Judges chapter 6 says this, verse 15. But Lord, Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh. I am the least in my entire family. The Lord said to him, I will be with you and you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. Favor comes many times when the wind is blowing in the wrong direction, when the circumstances are not going our way. But favor is going to create opportunities for us. The Apostle Paul, in 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 9, he says, there is a great an effectual open door for me. Wow. Favor creates opportunity. Opportunity to see something done for the kingdom of God. And the guarantee of His presence and and His power to accomplish His special purpose through my life. Look, on, on, on the slide it should say something like, God is with me and God is for me. Can we say that together? After three. One, two, three. God is with me and God is for me. And again, God is with me and God is for me. Now this time, say it as if you nearly mean it. God God is with me and God is for me. And we say that when life is dealing difficult, difficult cards to us. We say that. When it's not going our way. When it's not going our way. False ideas. I, I really don't know if, if you fully appreciate the level of favor that's on this Activate community. I'm not sure if you, you are aware of that. I'm not sure if you've picked up one of these brochures. I'm not sure if you've kind of Flicked through it recently, but when I think of this activate community, that here we are, Hamilton, like Hamilton, Hamilton is Hamilton. It's not Paris, it's not London. It's not Cape Town. It's Hamilton. It's Hamilton. It's not Frankfurt. It's not New York. It's not Los Angeles. It's Hamilton. And in Hamilton, extraordinary favor has been shown upon you as a community of people. Extraordinary favor. Look, let, 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 me, let me tell you the fave that you have. you have. You have community link touching lots of organizations but lots of people right across this city on a daily basis in a practical way declaring and showing the love of God. So when you're at you know, in front of the computer, the kingdom of God... When you're at work in front of the computer, the kingdom of God is being rapidly downloaded into your community. You may not know much about that. But that's happening. There's property link. We could talk about Vision College. We could talk about Train Me. We could talk about um, ATC Professional. We could talk about lots of things. I'm not sure if you fully comprehend... In Hamilton, there is this extraordinary, world-class, mind-boggling opportunity that the Lord has thrown on your lap, just because he can. He didn't choose you. He didn't choose us because we're brilliant, because we're intelligent, because we have all our acts together. No, no. He's done that because he loves Hamilton. He has a plan for Hamilton. He has a purpose for Hamilton. You see, there are some false ideas about about favor. Some people interpret the favor of God as getting favors from God. You know, Lord, I've kind of helped you out. Come on, come on. Can you not help me out? I give me a little bag, under you just get me out of this jail. I'm, I'm really need a little help. You no, no, that's not favor. Do you know what favor's not fair? You don't get favor because of personal righteousness. You don't get favor because you pray harder, you pray longer, you pray lo- you pray more more than anybody else. Favors not fair. Fairness was abolished at the cross. All fairness was abolished, because if we went down the road of fairness, all of us would deserve nothing. Yeah, <laughs> so, so fairness has been abolished at the cross, okay? Now we stand with levels of confidence before a holy God, clean and pure and wholesome, because His favor has come upon us, not because of what we have done, but because of what He has done. Then some people think favor. If I get the favor of God, it's going to be much easier. False what was easy about bringing 3 million people out of egypt what was easy about that moaning groaning complaining badgering hassling arguing see favor favor often times puts us into positions where things become not more convenient but less convenient the God said to Noah, build an ark. That was a little inconvenient, wasn't it? What do we want? One of the, what, what, well, first of all, what is an ark? <laughs> it's a boat. Why would we want a boat? Because it's going to have a lot of liquid. No, 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 there's no liquid anywhere around you. No, I'm flooding the planet. No, 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 let's get serious. Let's, come on, that's the joke over. Now let's just talk serious. There he was, working away for decades, not convenient. Favor sometimes brings us into a place where stuff is not convenient. What about, uh, what about Joseph? Gets the life plan. Gets the life plan. That was a good day. Got the life plan. Brothers and sisters bowing down before, brothers all bowing down before him. Oh, come on, baby. We have hit the lotto. This is so good. He wasn't thinking pit. He wasn't thinking prison. Right? Not convenient. Plan was good, not convenient. The favor of God is more valuable than fortune, than friends, or anything else we dare to consider. Let me let me say this to you. When we have the favor of God, it's not about you. So I know I know sometimes we get uh, we we'll get infantile. Infantile. We're driving around, we're looking for a, a car park. Then a the car park opens up and we go, oh, favor of God. Favor of God. That's reasonably childish. Favor is to do something a little more significant than having a car park. (laughs) Favor is not about us. It's not about convenience. It's about fulfilling the purpose of God. It's about having opportunities and privileges that we do not deserve. Favor. So when we think of favor, when we think of favor, what's going to come into your life that we become a community of transformation? We become an individual that brings transformation and we become a community that brings transformation. I was was speaking in a in a small community in the northern part of British Columbia a few months ago. Judith was with me, and, and we, we, we met a, a group there, and their whole gig is community transformation. And, and uh, they've structured the church. that they, actually, they only have one public gathering per week. That's at night. Um, uh, sorry, once a month on a Sunday morning. And they have one other meeting through the week and the rest is for them to be engaged in the community. And the, the vision was cast before these people. And there's a, 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 young, a young mother, young mother, 24 years of age, two children, one three, one one. And she, she knows what it's like to have a baby. And she knows what it's like to have care. And she knows what it's like to have a husband. And then as she's reflecting, she's realizing... There are women in in their town, small town, 20,000 people, small town. They don't have all that care. They don't have all that help. And she discovered that that God was putting something in her heart to to cook meals for single parent mums. That after they had their baby, to, to provide a meal three times a week, take some pressure off, three times a week for the first four weeks after the baby was born. Oh, this is a bit inconvenient, though, because she's 24. She's not that streetwise. Got two little children. That's enough to get you tied up in it. Two little children and and two under three. But you can shake it off. And they don't have a lot of excess money. They don't have a lot of excess money. But she feels committed. I need I need to do this. I need to do this. So she's she's doing she's doing uh, shopping where she's buying things off the bargain shelves. She's buying things off the, you know, nearly out of date. But if I get it home and cook it and freeze it, it'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be all good. And so she's doing this and and she's Preparing 8, 10, 12, 15 meals a week. Stick them in the freezer. Contact social services. Says, You know, i really like to help single-parent mums in the community. I've got, I've got some foods, ready-made meals for them. Is there any chance um, we can work together to, 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 de, to deliver these meals? And so she's doing this on her own. Two, three, four months. And it's hard yakka. It's inconvenient. It's costly. But single moms are feeling something of the love of Jesus. As she delivers these meals with a smile, and then the word gets around. One of her neighbors finds out, not, not a believer, says, Oh, Susan, I'd love to cook some meals for you. Do you, have, do you have any more room in your freezer? If I cook some meals, can we put them in your freezer? She says, Well, when we're full, we'll just get another freezer. What, what happened? Social Services rang the church leader six months after they started. He says, you know, Mark, those meals, they are such a huge blessing. I can't tell you the level of relief it brings to these young women to know, man, my, my one cooked meal a day, hot cooked meal a day, every other day for 30 days, what impact that is having upon them. A bit inconvenient. A bit costly. Not quite as easy as a car park. Only a thought. You see, do you know what, Do you do you want to find? Do you want to find favor? Let me give you three quick things to find favor. Number one, start to serve. Position yourself to serve. Think of your street, think of your office, think of your factory, think of your oikos, think of those people already in your world because there are people that you don't have to, you don't have to go to Auckland to serve anybody. There's plenty of people right here in Hamilton that you can serve. And serving activates favor. It activates it. It creates enormous and incredible Opportunities uh, because of that young woman did that. Do you know what's happened now? The hospital they have a plot of land, and the church is speaking to the hospital about why don't we buy? Why, why don't we build together a joint project? Why don't we build together houses, um, apartments for these single girls, so they got somewhere to go for the, at least the first twelve months after they've had birth because they get pushed around from hostel to hostel. Why don't we? Why don't we bring some stability? So now. Now, because somebody got an idea to serve some meals, there's an opportunity now to provide some permanent housing, part of it government funded, but the church fully engaging to bring a solution to the community. Like, how good is that? It's only some cheap food on the nearly sold out date shelf. and somehow favor has come upon them as a faith community. Serving, serving, serving. If we're gonna have community transformation, it means we become servants, and we serve with excellence. We serve well, we serve with consistency. We don't serve one week and then dunk out the next week, it just wasn't convenient, it was rainy, it was whatever. Second thing I would say is this is how you find favor. You find favor in the mess, in the mess. When there's a mess, the mess could be a community mess. So I was in a a city, Victoria, British Columbia. And in that city, there's a mess. It's a beautiful city, but there's a mess. There's a social mess there. Huge social mess there, a lot of high rise. A lot of high-rise apartments there. And uh, there are people that have become hoarders. So they're two-bedroom apartments. But you go to their apartment, and the second bedroom is full of staff, newspapers, magazines, stuff they've not looked at for 15, 20 years. Now spilling into the bedroom. Now spilling. The whole thing has become a health hazard. And some of our friends found out about it. It's a mess. And um, and the local council want to prosecute these people because they, they basically they, they're creating a fire hazard for that whole tenement block. said, so, no, 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 please, please don't prosecute these people. These people are on a low income, please please don't prosecute them. We'll 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 organize, we'll organize to clean up those apartments. And so for 30 consistent nights, teams of eight or nine people turned up at these apartments. Rented skips through the junk in. (laughs) Cleaned out the apartments. The people didn't realize they had so much space. But it was an awesome opportunity to download the goodness of God in the mess. You're going to find him in the mess. And there's, going to, there's going to be messes that God's going to introduce you to. You're going, oh my gosh, what is there, a solution? Yeah, absolutely. And God's going to give you the keys of the kingdom. The keys of the kingdom give us ideas on how we can bring a solution. We find favor by serving. We find favor in the mess. And then we find favor by, do, by obeying rather than asking. Sometimes when Jesus asks us to do stuff, we like a little conversation about that. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure that's me, Lord? Oh, there's somebody far more qualified. There's somebody far better than me. There's somebody far more up to it than me, Jesus. No, no, no. If you want to find favor, make up your mind. Whatever he says to you, do it. And do it quickly. Do it quickly. Don't go into a debate. Don't call a committee meeting. Sometimes a committee meeting takes place in your head. Don't call a committee meeting. No, no, no. Just do it, because you will find a boy may make no rational sense. It may make no reasonable sense. Favor will be there as you activate it. I can't remember if I told you the story before, but we have a friend in in Malaysia. Uh, he owns a five-star resort, and. Uh, he was newly converted. His family out of Singapore had punted him because he'd come to faith and they're all they're all Buddhists and they really didn't have much time. Anyway, he goes he goes to kinakabalu which is a part of Borneo, and, and he says, Lord, what do I do? And the Lord says to him, I want you to build a resort. Well he he's a builder. His family, his family history, they build high rise scri- high high rise. Apartment buildings in Singapore. They've built over three thousand kilometers of roads in Asia. He knows buildings. Okay, I can do that, but but I don't have any money, Jesus, to do that. Five-star resort. And where 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 do we do this? Because Singaporeans, as all foreigners, can't own land in Malaysia. So that's the problem. God says, build a resort, i got no money, and I can't buy land. That's lining up pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> like the wind is going in the right direction. <laughs> and so he goes to the city council, and they're not budging. He says, okay, sell me some sea then. Sell me some sea. He says, what, you crazy Singaporean? You want sea? Yeah, yeah, I need sea. I need at least, you can't sell me land? There's nothing in the Constitution to say you can't sell me sea. <laughs> How much do you want? I need about forty acres. All right. Well, see where all the gunge and filth comes out in into the sea? You can have that. You can have that. How much is that? It was a deal, like two or three dollars. It was just ridiculous. It's okay, good, good. Then he begins to build from the sea app land, forty acres. And there's another story attached to that, which I can't go into that. Anyway, then, then he finds a Chinese company that agrees to do the build with no interim payments, just final payment at the end. That's miraculous. So, of course, by the time it's all built, loan to value, it's doing good. It's open. It's ready to open. He's employed 2,000 staff. 2,000 staff. But the mayor won't give him a hospitality license. Well, he will give him a hospitality license, but he needs, a little, he needs a little help. He says, look, Edward, I can give you a hospitality license, but I need four rooms in the hotel signed over to my name. Ooh. That's a struggle for Edward. Like he's... He's not very good at bribing, but he's very good at blessing. So he says to the man, look, I can't do that. Look, what you can do, this is what you can do. There's only two peak seasons of year where we're 100% full. Any other time, you, your family, you can have four rooms. You can eat at my restaurant, charge you to my account, I pay. But signing over, I can't do that. I can bless you, but I can't bribe you. So I'm prepared to give you more than what you're asking for. Mayor says, No, that ain't going to work. It's so, okay. So here he is. Here's this gentleman now. He has a $700 million loan, employed 2,000 people. It has a, a marina, a 27 hole golf course, presidential suite, and it's going nowhere. He says, Jesus, what do we do? Because this is feeling like a little bit of a challenge. And the Lord says to him, why don't you invite the prime minister to come and open the resort? You've got a presidential suite. You're going to bring lots of tourism here. It's going to benefit the community. He writes to the writes to the prime minister's office. Within 7 to 14 days, he'll reply, I'd love to do it, agree a date. Week before, week before he comes to open the resort, the prime minister's office contacts the mayor's office and says, Mayor, the, uh, the, the prime minister's coming to open this resort, and he doesn't want to sleep anywhere illegally. Can you make sure that Mr. Ong's papers are all in order? <laughs> Come on, give Jesus praise. That's favor, right? That's favor. Now through that resort... They're helping, I don't know, eight or 10 orphanages on a daily, on a daily basis with food that they don't use because they have to change it every day. And, and there's a, apprentice schemes for orphans to come and work in the resort to actually have a career in hospitality. And it's blinking awesome. Favor. Are you ready? W-O-R-K, favor. <laughs> Opportunity, W-O-R-K favor. Are you ready? Because God is wanting to do remarkable things in your world. And it may be just buying some nearly gone off food because you see a need that you can meet. And who knows where that's going to take us. Let's bow in prayer for a moment. So Father, we thank you. We thank you that your kingdom has come and your will is being done. And I thank you, Lord, for the life in this church. I thank you for the DNA of this church. I thank you for the deep interest and passionate strategies that are in place that that Hamilton might know there's a God in heaven that loves them. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray now, Lord, that your kingdom would rise up strongly, strongly in every life. If this morning you say, Ian, I'm up for that favor business, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up for favor. I'm up for God increasing favor upon me, increasing opportunity on me, increasing open doors for me, increasing, increasing my life in such a way that it may get more difficult, but I'm going to be a greater blessing for your kingdom to come and your will to be done. If that's you, just stand, just stand wherever you're sitting. I want to pray. I want to pray favor on you. Look, I'm praying in five. We've got a second service or we gonna have a lot of time to faff around you. So if you're up for that, just stand right now in Jesus' name. So Father, I say in the name of Jesus, every life that is standing, increased favour in Jesus' name. Increased favour, increased opportunities to serve, increased messes, increased chaos, that you might come and bring your kingdom and joy and peace into people's lives. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Be seated one moment. I'm going to hand back to Sheridan. Look, we've been here the last few years. i got some resources with me that, that will build on what we're talking about this morning, and, um, and they're all new. So if you've got stuff from me before, this is all brand new, just been created in the last couple of months. One is called disruptive creators. We're called to disrupt evil and to create good. Okay, disruptive creators. That may be a blessing to you. Then there's one here called God's Twin Engines how the kingdom of God and the local church works together to fulfill God's purposes in the earth. They're not the same thing. They have unique, unique um, applications. This one is called the Neo Church, the new church. What the new church is, look, is looking like. And you guys have started on this journey and it's absolutely exciting uh, for that. If, if you want more, more of that same stuff, there's a whole USB called bringing heaven down to earth. And if you get that, you don't need the CDs, They're on there, plus the six or seven hours, other hours of teaching that's on there that will be a blessing to you. Or the power of transformation. How do we we bring the power of transformation into our workplace, into our home, whatever? There's there's a variety of stuff there. Trust that you'll get it. Trust that you'll be blessed as you listen to it and um, be utterly infected with such excellent heresy. It's a good thing. God bless you.
1: All right, giving it in. Yeah, great big hand. Thank you, Ian.